Welcome everyone to the Bourbon Boys podcast. What began as three drunks writing a weekly newsletter has evolved into four drunks talking into microphones about SEC football. I am Cousin Bailey and joined as always by Malt Liquor, Gus, and our producer, Dr. Ripper. Welcome back to the Bourbon Boys. Before we get into week seven of the 2023 SEC football season, just something real quick. I get asked all the time, Cousin Bailey, how can we support the Bourbon Boys? Well, Mom, there are a few ways you can help us. Number one, you can give us a good rating and review on the platform you're listening to us. Number two, definitely subscribe to the podcast on this platform and all platforms. Number three, let's face it, you all know someone who likes SEC football, so share this episode with them. Number four, you can support our sponsors. And number five, if you know of an up-and-coming business, put them in contact with me, Cousin Bailey, about being a sponsor. That's Cousin Bailey, C-U-Z-Z-I-N-B-A-I-L-E-Y at gmail.com. So uh, let's just get right into it. Uh, Cousin Bailey, that's me, had the week of my life with Bourbon Boys last week going five and one. I know that sounds pathetic. But look at the standings and you'll understand why. Gus and Dr. Riffick went two and four. And Malt Liquor is suffering from the yips this year, going one and five. Um, but at the same time, there's no reason to count anyone out yet because he's only there's only seven games separating first and last. Um, so here we go with the overall standings. Uh, Gus, that is our reigning champion is two and 26 cousin Bailey. That is me. Wonderful person. 22. 20 and tw- 22 and 26 cousin Bailey is 20 and 28. Dr. Riffick 18 and 30 and malt liquor is 15 and 33. Um, that's very cousin Bailey ish. Uh, anyways, but uh, to get right to it, the trend continues and it looks like Gus is the leader again. So let's turn the hosting duties over to him. Thanks. I, I thought the host read off all the standings. That's fine. I don't care. It's well, I have really nothing else to talk about. So you should say the beer host because that's about all I do. I drink host. So let's go around the horn, see what everybody's drinking. Cuz, what you got, buddy? So there was a uh, buy one, get one on um, Neon Beer Hug from Goose Island. It's a very tasty IPA, and that's what I'm drinking. And I'll continue to drink. Also, I had a bunch of martinis at dinner, so everything's great. Was dinner at the no, house? Or sorry, not- I'm sorry. Not martinis. I apologize. For clarity, I had ice cold kettle one with olives up. And I went out. Yes. Okay. Where'd you go? A local establishment downtown. You can't say the name. Is there, Are you like on some sort of like kit list or something? It was a um, the St. Petersburg Yacht Club. Oh, oh, here we go. I know what that was. That's all right. I had dinner the other night at my country club. Oh, it happens. Fancy. It happens. What'd you have? The halibut? No, no, I didn't have the halibut. I had the filet mignon. Oh, pardon moi. Yeah. Yep. Oh, it's just gonna be a, that kind of night. Uh, yeah, apparently. Malt. What you drinking, buddy? So I got the one of my regulars, a King State Green Dart. Uh, I uh, I don't know what the fuck's going on this year. I think I may have like completely just... So I felt like I was well above 500 every year, and this could be taking my career picking under 500. I'm 18 games under 500. Um but yeah, Green Dart, King State, local brew, very good. You're 18 games under 500, but you're only seven out of the lead. So there you go, Mr. Silver yeah. Lining. Yeah, there it is. There it is. Mr. Producer, what Dragoon you got today? Uh, it's called Fresh 2 T-O-O. <clears throat> it's made with uh, fresh hops. It's an IPA. Maybe you should talk to Cousin Bailey about Dragoon being a sponsor. <laughs> we They don't have to pay us. They're getting free advertising every week. 
love it. <laughs> I, d- I don't want to penetrate your Iron Dome control of the uh, advertising in this podcast, so. Mm. I get it. So, yeah, another shitty week. Man, maybe it's the beer I'm drinking or whatever. Uh, obviously, going to Rolling Oats Tampa didn't work out for me, even though the jugs on that. <laughs> on the cashier were fantastic. Um you know it's funny I went there the next day and there were there was nothing. <laughs> it was like a desert. What are you drinking, no, Gus? Nothing there. Uh I so I swung by Publix today after work, uh fresh out of beer. That'll happen when your mom stays with you for two weeks. Um She's a big drinker, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a huge drinker. Um, but no, I just kind of went with one I haven't had in a long time. Uh, for some reason, it just popped when I saw it. I'm I'm drinking a Grolsch. Nice, hell yeah, yeah. So uh, flavor saver, flavor saver. I don't. Does it have the the top where you can use it? Yeah, hell yeah. It is. There she is. Yeah, I popped it earlier. I didn't know. Maybe I was on mute, but it was a loud pop. That's a that's a really good beer. I really like like it. it. It is. I think it was ten bucks for four fifteen point two ounces. Ginormouses. Yeah. I yeah. um I was a second away from getting a Pilsner Kell because I, I had a similar dilemma. I was just staring at the beer wall at Publix. And I was about to I had a Pilsner Kell six pack in my hand, which I know our former bourbon boy Larry Borkesdorf would have loved. But I um when I saw that uh, the Goose Island was buy one, get one, I had to I couldn't pass it up. But European European beer is outstanding. I mean, what a surprise, right? Stop the presses. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I could get my hands on some of the Scottish beer I had over in Scotland, but me too. What are you going to do? All right. So let's get into the first game. I'm assuming it's a noon kickoff. Yeah. Malt liquor. So Vandy. Georgia at Vandy. Vandy is getting 31 and a half at home. Georgia, I guess they woke up because they just completely throttled Kentucky. Um, just was never close. Uh, this guy back actually might be a good quarterback and better than Bennett, dare I say. At least he's he's got a stronger arm. Um, it's just sad, really sad. Uh, Vanderbilt did what they needed to do against the Gators. They just looked completely like not a threat at all. Just terrible. Um, defense was getting uh, shoved around by like our completely patchwork offensive line. So, you know, obviously they're not going to beat Georgia. Um, Georgia's going to pack that stadium. It's a, it's a noon kickoff, and you know the extra half point on the thirty-one makes me a little bit nervous. But if Florida can beat Vanderbilt pretty easily, then I got to think Georgia can. So I'm going to take the dogs and lay all those points. Vanderbilt just has not shown anything in the last really since they started playing real teams. So uh, I'm taking the dogs. Also, I've done no research this week. Uh, usually, I actually do a little bit, and so I'm just getting rid of that and going gut. So uh, my gut says Georgia. Cuzzo, who you got? Hmm. Well, I mean, that was kind of a funny situation last week. I was watching uh, McDonald's. I mean, um, I was watching Georgia play Kentucky, and the um, there was a time like where Beck threw this like pretty terrible interception, and Kentucky ran it back, and on the next play, not ran it back, but had a good run back, and then on the next play, Kentucky scored a touchdown and I think brought it within like two scores. And I think at that point I was slightly concerned about me being on the, the Island last week, uh, picking Georgia to cover the 14 and a half, but you're right. I mean, Georgia just pulled away. Kentucky made mistakes, but I think the reality there is Kentucky's not that good of a team uh, when they have to play a very good team. Um, They played a very not good team two weeks earlier and they beat Florida. They put, they, they came into like the class of the sec and they got buzzsawed and it was um, very apparent that they were not in the same stratosphere 
And I think that's the reality that we have to come to. Georgia is extremely good and Vanderbilt struggling mightily against the mighty Gators uh, is also telling. I think, um, I don't think I, I I'm almost 100% certain this is my lock of the week. I mean, Georgia is going to absolutely destroy Vanderbilt. There's, I mean, there's, I don't think there's anything that Vanderbilt can do to stop this buzzsaw. Georgia's so good. And I mean, I know I sound like I owe them money or something, but it is, it, it's frustrating. It, does, it pains me to say this, but they are very good. I hate Carson Beck too. The kid looks like he got hit with a, he looks like uh and I saw this movie one time where this guy had like metal on his head. He just looks like a big dumbass, but he plays pretty well. So blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Go dogs. Quote unquote. Yeah. I think part of the problem with Kentucky and we might talk about it later. It seemed like they tried to match Georgia's physicality, which wasn't smart, which was the Gators game plan going into Kentucky to play their style of ball. Um, Vandy, you know, Malt, you already said it. I mean, they haven't shown anything this year. They've been really, really bad. This line is huge, but at the same time, I mean, I think Georgia will will pull this one off. Um, or they'll cover. So not much else to say on this game. So give me the give me the Bulldogs. Cause it looks like a sweep. Yep. Let's oh, go ahead and sweep yeah, it. Sorry. No, you're good. It is a sweep. My my bad. You know what's crazy is I'm fucking all this shit up, and I've only had two sips of beer. This is my first alcohol all night. So yeah, and you bitched to me about your hosting duties. You know, I come know. on, show me what you got, then I'll I then know. I'll give you more. That's the problem. <laughs> no. You missed out on your pre pod routine. Oh, oh terrible! Mm. <laughs> all right, cause <laughs> next next twelve o'clock kickoff. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. So Arkansas is traveling to Tuscaloosa, Alabama, where Alabama is a 19 and a half point favorite. Excuse me. 20 point favorite. Live live updates. Alabama is now a 20 point, 20 point favorite, which kind of eh, doesn't change much. Bama played a uh, played tough last week against A&M, a game in which many folks uh, thought they could lose. Uh, let's see. Of the Bourbon Boys. Well, just Malton. Okay, maybe that's sorry, buddy. Um, but it seems like the tide is at their stride. In fact, I think I said something very, very similar last week, and that kind of led me to my pick. Um, Arkansas, though, it can they continue to confound me. Um, I figured they would play old Miss tough last week, and it actually looked like the Rebels. It actually took the Rebels scoring 10 unanswered points to come back and win. And they had a uh I think it was a fourth down stop. I watched that game, but I mean I was three sheets to the wind at that point, but there was some like dramatic stop at the end that Ole Miss had to make uh, in order to make sure that Arkansas didn't, couldn't, uh, you know, like come back and win. Um, I feel like the early game Bama could come out flattish uh, 20 points. Seems like a lot. Um, I'm going to take Arkansas to, to, I think they're tougher than, I mean, they played, you know, I know they got, beat pretty okay by AM, but I still think they're a tough team, that being Arkansas. I think they're going to beat this spread, but they're going to lose the game in the end. So I'm going to take Arkansas to beat the 20. Yeah, I agree. Um, really? When I first saw the 20, I was like, sorry, I, I agree with you. You're probably, you're probably going to miss it. But yeah, it's okay. I thought maybe KJ was hurt, but he's not hurt, right? Um, you know, Bama, uh, pretty close game against AM. Jimbo did some stupid shit. Um, but Milrow looked pretty good, and they had that that guy Burton, that wide receiver, look pretty good. Um, so they found some weapons. I think they're starting to find their offense a little bit, but you know, Arkansas is still pretty good. Um, they played everyone pretty close. I had some uh, tough luck losses, you know, Cuz mentioned blowing it last week and uh you know i think they played lsu really close if i recall um so yeah 20 points just seems like a little bit too much for a bama team that's still i think finding their way a little bit um i don't really expect much risk of a loss here but i'll take the points and the underdog on the road 
Yeah, this is a interesting game. I think Arkansas, if they only had, was it Bumper or Thumper Pool? What was his name? Bumper. Bumper. If he was still around, you know, they'd probably have another two wins. Might go the other way here. But I might still go with, I don't know. I don't know. I still don't know who I'm going with in this game. And the reason being is, nice. you know, you guys have said it where Arkansas has at times looked good or decent, right? Like they can put up a fight where they can easily cover this line, but still lose to Bama or lose to Bama, look bad doing it, but they'll still cover. I don't have a lot of confidence in Milrow not fucking up Bama covering the line. It's not that he's not getting better. He's just, he still makes dumbass mistakes. Um, and that'll take even more time to get out of them. And after me going through all this, running it through my head, I still don't know who I'm going to take. But to give Cuz a fighting chance, I think I'll go with I think I'll go with the Tide here. Roll Tide. You're gonna pick Alabama going against the. <laughs> it's just funny, like with the the world that the world we're in right now. You're picking Alabama as a, a unique pick. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, even last year I would have been like Locke. Yeah, but I mean, you know, like it's Milrose I, is like a, such a wild card. I just don't know if I can trust him or not. You know, to to be like, no, I I totally agree with you. But I mean, it's kind of the state of like SEC football, right? Like, I I still don't know who a lot of these teams are. It's crazy this year. It's absolutely crazy. Like, I looked at this when the producer put it up, and I'm just like, man, like. I don't, I don't know in a lot of these games, like, you know, we'll go through it, but A&M versus Tennessee. I have no fucking clue. I have zero clue there. None. So, but three uh, games with the um, single digit quote unquote. Right. Lines. I mean, lines. yeah, it's just, it's because I think you use the word confounding, not just Arkansas, but the whole fucking league. Yeah. I, I totally so, agree with you. You know, what what LSU team is going to show up? I don't know. Right. So that's what I was saying like earlier. Like Georgia seems to be like the class of the league, which it pains me to say that, but but even they like you know kind of struggle a little bit. But yeah, I mean they're playing Vandy though. That's why I'm not freaking out. Right. Yeah. No, I I I hear you, Mr. Producer. Who you got, buddy? Uh, uh I'll let you be a lone wolf on this one. I'm going to take the Hogs. It's too many points. I awesome it's worked out well for us this year so far so let's keep going (laughs) i like it all right 330 game games so florida traveling to south carolina is this the cbs game do we know do we don't know do we care it's not it's not okay awesome so florida heading south carolina Gators are two and a half point underdogs on the road to South Carolina. This line, I'll use the word again, confounds me. Uh, over under 52 and a half. I'd probably take the under on this one. Florida had a pretty good win against Vandy. That's, I can't believe I'm saying that, that they had a pretty good win against Vandy. That should be a given, but they did look good at homecoming. South Carolina coming off a bye. The week before, they look like complete shit against Tennessee. Once again, these teams, I don't know who they are. Um, They beat Mississippi State. They played Georgia tough. Got their ass handed to them by North Carolina. I guess that means they're not so good. You want to look at it from Florida beat Tennessee. So, therefore, transitive property, they'll beat South Carolina. But, you know, I'm not sure. But before I get into my pick... I'm a I'm a NFL draft junkie. I just like reading all the mock drafts and and um, watching the draft every single day. I try to catch every single pick if possible. Um, it's annoying even to me, uh, especially to <laughs> Mrs. Gus. So, but I I do it and I love it. And I'm mentioning this because I went and I can't remember which site it was, but I think it was Walter Football, which they're awful, but <laughs> they had. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the, either the first or second round, I think it was the second round, taking Spencer Rattler to be the mm. new Bucks quarterback. That is awful. 
awful. There's awful, no awful. chance that happens. I mean, is he going to go before the third or fourth round? No, I don't, I don't think so. Is this? You sure this wasn't Walter Fuller? Yeah, I know, right? Like this was, uh, yeah, whatever site. I'll have to find it and, and show you guys, but it was just absolutely awful. I know Florida's getting some guys back. Is the center back? Kingsley is out. He's out. Okay. What's his last name? That's impossible. Igwakan. Igwakan. Bequay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that doesn't necessarily bode well for the Gators. They played well again without him last week, but South Carolina is probably a lot better than Vanderbilt. So, yeah, I just. I don't know. I think maybe Florida's defense can contain Rattler and whatever type of offense South Carolina will be out there. So I'm going to take the Gators. They're going to, they'll win this one straight up. So I switched beers. I think I got Gus what you had uh, a couple weeks ago, the Vodnik Czech style Pilsner. Yeah, man. From, uh, Good. Uh, I don't know. It's a little bit warm. So oh, like ew. I got home and needed a drink. So I did the saltwater ice bath method. Beer was cold in five minutes. This has been sitting in the fridge for two and a half hours. And anyway, it's good though. It's real good. Yeah, it's definitely it'd be good. even better, like ten degrees cooler. But that, yeah. that's for that's for the next one. Um, I'm going to take the other side. Just it's kind of Billy needs to prove it to me on the road. He's one and eight. I don't even know who we beat on the road. Does anyone remember who we beat on Texas the road? Texas A&M last year. We beat Texas A&M last year? They had a shitload of guys injured, and Anthony played the game of his life. And to no, no recognized credit to myself, that day I wore cowboy boots and a gator belt buckle to appropriate their culture to use their voodoo against them, and it worked. Okay. Or the, the other four and two. Gators are four and two. They've won four home games, lost two road games. So no, he means Utah overall, though. Oh, overall. In, yeah, in last Billy's year. Senior. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Right. Last year we won at AM. Okay. As I said, they had a tremendous number of people out. So maybe this will be our first or our one win on the road this year. But like I said, they got to prove it. I, I did like some of the stuff we were doing on offense, incorporating Trey and some of those kind of like, um, you know, motion plays, pop passes, reverses, stuff like that. That was all good to see. Johnson ran well, but it's Vanderbilt. And even Mertz kind of drives me a little crazy with his dump downs, his inability to convert anything over 10 yards. Um, I think it's going to be a close game, but I just I don't think we have the passing game to do do it on the road against a team that's probably going to make a bowl. So I'm going to I'm going to take South Carolina and lay the points. So um, I was surprised, Malt Liquor. I know you probably had a lot of – you've been busy this week, so I don't blame you. But <clears throat> the podcast and the YouTube show that you mention occasionally, the Gator Nation Football Podcast, they did a breakdown um, of the offense. And uh, this was dictated to me. This wasn't – I didn't actually watch it. But what I understand is that they were very complimentary of Billy Napier's offense and the game plan against Vanderbilt. However, they were not so against, I mean, regarding uh, Graham Mertz in that he had a number of fellas open, but he hit one, you know, like beyond 15 yards or whatever. So the question is, and this is the, the reason I'm, I'm dragging this out is because do we suspect that he is is capable of that he being Billy working with Graham and showing him the mistakes he made is Graham a smart enough guy to learn from the mistakes he made in one week and make these wide open calls. Like, I mean, it is the question, the question is, is it a personnel thing or is it a play calling thing? Blah, 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 blah. You know, it's the same question so, we have every week. So was he missing he, he was, was not missing, missing them the, by not throwing it to them. Correct. Or not correct. He was checking down, okay. checking down, checking down, not even I, attempting from what I understand. I mean, I think you can try to teach him to do that, but some guys just like to check down. Yeah. So, I mean, we won the game. 
you know, with a good game plan that, but it seems like it could have been a blowout. I mean, which, I mean, it was never really in doubt. I mean, there was a 28 to 14 moment, but I guess my question is, are we, well, no, no, I mean, there's no question. I, I personally don't think we have a week, a week is going to solve this problem. I think we're going to straight up lose this game. Not that, you know, it matters with the line. It, no, no, it does matter. I think we're going to straight up lose this game by more than three points. So I'm going to take South Carolina. Um, I hope I'm wrong, but I, I you know, I, I just need somebody to, sh- yeah, I mean, I need them to show it to me. You does know? it matter that ETN is back? I don't know because our because our offensive line still hasn't shown me that they can play against the team. I mean, like, yeah, it was so funny. It was so weird. Like two weeks ago, South Carolina got the shit kicked out of them by Tennessee, and then after the game, Spencer Rattler dismissed it, like saying this was their Super Bowl, or he made some kind of comment like that, right? Or this was their playoff game, or something. You know, like they they put all their. I mean, I, I think his point was that like. They they made that game the most important game of their entire season, but why would they do that? And I mean, it just none of it made sense. It was obviously him covering for them, you know, laying an egg, so to speak. But and you know, like I, I think Spencer Rattler is one of the most Jekyll and Hyde quarterbacks in the league. Like he could be terrible one week, and he could like go thirty of thirty three the next week, which is kind of a Graham Mertz kind of number. I'm almost about to talk myself into the Gators, so I'm going to stop right. My stop myself right now. Um, I just think these are two teams that are teetering on the edge of either being pretty, you know, ca- the capabilities of being good or falling off a cliff. And unfortunately, I think the Gators are closer to the cliff right now. How about the producer? Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to take the Cox. Yeah, what a surprise. Woo! Another lone wolf. Watch out! Watch out! That that lead's gonna extend. Y'all are in danger. Speaking of Cox, because hmm. what was that? What was that whiskey or bourbon that you had on there? On the oh, oh. Chat? yeah. So my uh, my birthday was last week, and my cousin spent a lot of time at ABC asking people who worked there. Thankfully. Um, about bourbons, and one of the bourbons that was mentioned over and over again was this thing called chicken cock, which apparently is not a ridiculous choice in that people in t- uh, Kentucky actually like it. And, you know, we all know that Kentucky is the home of bourbon, so. So were the employees at ABC trying to, like, push it, like when servers try to push the fish that's about to turn? Right. I think okay. that might be the case. I, I I honestly I don't think I don't think it's a terribly expensive bottle, which I'm not offended by, but I just mean is they had no reason to really like push it on some on a on a pseudo novice, you know. So okay. novice. Yeah. So if you but, were um, if you were to have like chicken cock, let's hmm. say the food. Yeah. I've how would you it. dress it up? How would you dress it up? Well, personally, since I don't like having cock in my mouth, I'd probably have to make it as spicy as possible, which is interesting because this portion of the Bourbon Boys Picking the SEC is brought to you by Pandemic Sauce Company. Amidst a worldwide pandemic and lockdown with nothing but time on his hands, a friend of the podcast started experimenting in his kitchen to occupy his time. He soon discovered a knack of combining a variety of peppers and fruit juices to create some unique barbecue sauces. After sharing his sauces with family and friends, he has now decided to share them with the rest of the world in the goal to become your new favorite sauce. That is Pandemic Sauce Company. That's PandemicSauceCompany.com. Enter code BourbonBoys at checkout for a discount. And speaking of chicken cock, I think I would probably have to go with scorpion guava because not only... See, I don't know anything about the Scoville meter. I think our illustrious producer does, doesn't. No. Nope. Shaking his head, does, doesn't, does. So, Mr. Producer, Dr. Riffick, if you had a a choice between a Reaper or a Scorpion, what would you say would be higher, therefore more spicy, hot heat on the scale? 
I think the or Reaper goat? is hopper, hot, hotter right now. What about Ghost Pepper? I think that's right below Reaper. Okay, so Pineapple Reaper, if you had to put a cock, chicken cock in your mouth, mm. would you say? That's PandemicSauceCompany.com. Enter code BourbonBoys at checkout. Chase it with whole white milk. Yeah. I, 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 I did try, uh, oh gosh, what was it? I forget what energy drink company it was, but it was uh, Joe Rogan. They had, they had gotten with Joe Rogan and it was his flavor, but it was like a spicy pineapple energy drink. That, it was pretty good. I liked it. You know, for a while, cayenne and lemon juice water, like mm -hmm. water, cayenne, and lemon juice squeezed into it was all the rage. Well, that's a cleanse, right? I mean, it's just something, pardon me, but white girls drink. Yes, drank probably a cleanse. Every morning. I tried it, and I'm not a white girl, but just it got me. The, the cayenne. So, Texas A&M, the aforementioned Texas A&M, travels to the aforementioned Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee is a three-and-a-half-point favorite, I think. I'm going to have to confirm that in a second. Um, so AM lost by six to Alabama last week, even after some huge hurdles that were mostly self-inflicted. Um, they're not a bad team, and that was kind of went into my uh analysis the past couple weeks. But they aren't good enough to overcome overcome the kind of mistakes to an Alabama team that, as I said earlier, seems to have found its way. Tennessee is not Alabama. Uh, they are, however, coming off a bye week after throttling the who knows Gamecocks. Like, we don't know what they are. Um, but with USC likely to beat UF this weekend, um, they might just be about average. I don't know. I kind of love this line. I think, uh, you know, I'm not a, you know, I am not a football picking genius as Dr. Riffick is proudly showing all over the uh, screen right now, but I think I like Alabama or excuse me, A&M by seven. This is at Tennessee. This is the sec game of the week. And, uh, Oh, I guess the line has moved down to three. It doesn't matter to me. Um, I like A&M by like a touchdown this week. So G gig them as they say. Gig them. Yeah. I don't really know here as well. This is one of those games. A&M played Alabama tough. They beat Arkansas. They crushed Auburn. Lost to Miami. I I don't know. Like, I don't like Tennessee, though. Milton is terrible. He's a terrible, terrible quarterback. But it is it is in Neyland, though. So, yeah. Great point. And, oh, just one of these games. Just one of these games. Shit. This might be a push. I can see this being a push. Um, I think this is going to go down to who I hate more. Hmm. And it's not A&M that I necessarily hate. It's Dumbo Fisher. Um, man, I just, I don't know. I don't have a lot of commentary either on this. Fuck it. Give me A&M. I'd like to see them beat Tennessee. So give me the Aggies. Um, wow. So did you see, uh, Jimbo's comment when asked about kicking the field goal and calling timeout before it? So you know what I'm talking about? The Like they, they're down driving and it's fourth and two or whatever. I think they still needed two scores. So, okay. You kick the field goal, but why burn a timeout to kick the field goal? If you know you're going to kick the field goal, you say, okay, if we if we don't get a first down, unless it's fourth and an inch, we're kicking the field goal, have the team ready, get them out there, and you don't have to blow a timeout. And he gave some stupid response. was like, well, we need to get the field goal. I'm like, not answer, answer, you know. Yeah. Um, like you said, Tennessee coming off a of bye week. Uh, a lot of, the, I mean, I kind of want to take A&M, but I feel like I need to take the, the other side here to – Make up some ground. Tennessee's got a nine-game home winning streak. Um, 
coming off a bye week. That's that's the positives. The negatives are A and M's got a pretty good defensive line, and we've seen how Milton performs when he gets heat because the Gators actually got after him pretty well, and uh, he uh, did not perform. But Tennessee's at home. Max Johnson didn't look great against Bama. Tennessee's got a pretty good pass rush. Um, so I mean, this is going to be a really close game, I think, but. I mean, just to make up some ground, I, I think this could go either way, so I'll, I'll take the Vols. So just a, a quick comment, too. I actually should have mentioned this when I was doing my analysis of this game. I was listening to a podcast. I don't know if it was Staples or someone else or um, Rosillo. One, one of the podcasts, they were covering some college. Well, obviously, Staples cover, covers college. But they they talked about the, the A&M-Alabama game. And they said they didn't know what was going on with uh, who's the offensive coordinator. Fuck, I always forget Petrino. Petrino, if it was him or if it was Fisher, which in this case it was probably Petrino. They said that Max Johnson was just getting absolutely like crushed, and they never changed protection to help him. They just kept going with the same protections they had all game long, and so it kind of. Johnson didn't have a fighting chance. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty interesting, which makes me want to go back and change my pick because it seems like there's a lot of incompetence on that AM sideline, side but I, I won't. I'll stick with it. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to give that little nugget. So, Doctor, you got the Vols? I'll take the Invols. I'll be, be with Malt. House divided. All right, 7 o'clock kickoff, Death Valley, Auburn, traveling to LSU. LSU is an 11-point home favorite. The over-under on this is massive, 62-and-a-half. That's a uh, – well, I guess LSU doesn't have a defense, right? But nope. does Auburn have an offense? Mm. <laughs> so, um, Auburn coming off a of bye week the week before that. They actually played Georgia tough, 27-20. to 20. They lost that one, but – once again, you know, kind of got their asses handed to them by A&M. So, yeah, I don't – man, I just – once again, I have no fucking clue. Um, oh, that the LSU-Missouri game, that was a shock. I think we all had Missouri, right? I think we all took Missouri last week. Uh, not all of us. Not all of us. Okay. Oh, the the, the one winner, the guy who, who missed oh, you picked. You took LSU as well. Did I? Oh, all right. I mean, I'm just looking at the. Oh yeah, I, I certainly did. No way, LSU should have covered that. No, 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 no. No, no. But they did. But they did. Was a pick six, right? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah, Malt, dude, you were going off. You were going off on the. I chat. know. I was. Yeah. I was like, "Fuck, dude, <laughs> this is like already this bad omen for the week." And then I missed every game until Arkansas. And I was passed out by then. I didn't even see it. Oh man! This I thought was I was gonna. I actually kind of wanted to go over six. But and I, you I, and I both had Arkansas, so I was your one win. Oh, yeah, man, that was good. Yeah. So the this, I think, I just think LSU. Even though their defense is shitty, I just think they're a much superior team than Auburn is, at least at this point. You know, Crooked Hugh might get his shit together going in, you know, the next one or two years. They'll start playing up to the what Auburn expects to play at, which is average. So I'll go with the uh, I'll go with the Tigers here. All right. The, the Bengals. All right. Bengals. I'm going to take uh, this is the hopefully they're both wearing their real uniforms because these are two of my. I like both their uniforms by themselves, but when these two teams play each other, like the match of the uniforms mm. just is fucking great. Um, I didn't know Larry but, was guest hosting this week. I know. It was a little hat tip, you know. Okay. Uh, but, I mean, LSU's defense was like – so Florida's defense against Kentucky was bad, but it was like our guys were in the right position. We just couldn't tackle them. And their running back, you know, made some nice plays. Against Mizzou, it was like LSU's guys were just getting pushed like easily. And never, I mean, it was like Missouri was not encountering any resistance 
until they were like six yards down the field. Um, so that's obviously a big red flag. Um, okay, they're at home. They got Daniels, who's a, who's an absolute stud, but he might get himself killed. The kid needs to learn to like slide or yeah. I love kids who play like him, but come on, man, you gotta you gotta you're pretty you're a pretty spindly guy. Uh, you can't keep keep doing that. Um, Auburn played played well against Georgia. They're coming off a of bye week. You just I, I don't love their offense at all, and it's kind of like. Can they do anything? And pointing toward that is potentially freeze with the extra week, finding some stuff that worked and maybe working some variations of that. Um, so I, I just don't trust LSU's defense. Um, and they haven't proven to me that they're worthy of a double-digit spread. Auburn's not great, but coming off the bye week, I think maybe they, they could be a little frisky, so... And I might be out on an island this game, so why not? Let's let's go Auburn. Go Plainsman. I think every time I picked them, they've let me down too. So, so um, let me just say some of like my fondest memories of like Jefferson Pilot or ESPN after dark was watching the Auburn LSU game. The uniforms are so classic. And they're so wonderful. I totally agree with you. Um, that being said, I think that's where our, our agreement's going to end. And I, I think you probably could see that coming. Um, I think LSU's offense is the reason the spread is the highest of the week uh, at 62 and a half. Um, the, the thing that gives me pause is the mention that there was an off week and Lion Cheating Crooked Hugh um, is an offensive guy. And, you know, having that extra week to game plan. And I mean, and I'm, another thing you said, I mean, Daniels, I watched him take two massive hits this past week. And one of them he almost didn't get up from. Or actually, I'm sorry, he got up and then had to go back down to the ground. It was, an, in my opinion, an illegal hit. Uh, he was well into the end zone on a play that was eventually called back. But he was just like completely, perfectly form tackled into the ground in the end zone by a Mizzou guy. And um, that was a, that was something that kind of gave me concern about his feet, you know, like his future when he plays a, like a, a good team that's got a defense. Um, another thing, uh, Missouri, as I understand it, has like a tremendous amount of wide receivers. Uh, and so, you know, you'd have to be like, I was trying to think of something disparaging to say about, you know, like Graham Mertz, who's afraid to throw downfield to not be able to hit these, you know, these targets. Um, LSU's defense, not good. Gives me hope about the Gator game later this year. Just kidding. Uh, but at the same time, I just think that LSU's firepower on offense is too much. Um, Auburn may have a couple tricks of the trade, you know, in the first two quarters, maybe half, but I could see LSU dropping like a 40 plus bomb on them. So I'm going to take LSU to cover this pretty big number, considering it's a rivalry. How about the producer? I'll take LSU. All right, Malt. Last game, game the, the nightcap. Mizzou coming off a heartbreaking loss at home. Goes to Lexington, who got their hmm. kitten balls Kicked in by the dogs. They are a two and a half point favorite uh, against Mizzou, who, uh, as Cuz mentioned, uh, has significant weapons through the air. Um, their quarterback lit up LSU. Uh, I keep wanting to call him Brady Cook, but it, it's what's his first name? I thought it was Ryan. Brady. Oh, is it Brady? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. It is Brady. Okay. No, thank you. Oh man, nice haircut. Um, yeah, so Brady Cook, I think each game he's thrown for more yards. Uh, that's probably going to stop against Kentucky, who's got a better defense than probably they showed against Georgia. But, um, I like Mizzou here. I, I, I think this is kind of Kentucky's MO is they start out well. Unfortunately, they beat Florida and they get to like five and oh or four and oh. Then they get 
humbled and then kind of go on a little bit of a skid. So I think that's going to continue. Um, so I actually uh, like Mizzou to win outright on the road at the crown jewel of uh, of the SEC. So yeah, Missouri they're um, they were they were pretty impressive last week against LSU. You know, you you already brought up Cook. They have that one receiver, that sophomore who's from Missouri. Uh, that kid's a fucking stud. The he's guy, a- what's his name? The third. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. awesome. Yeah, he's a fucking stud. You know, I and I also kind of agree with you about Kentucky how they go on skids. Like they're never, they're always, they're always hyped up, but it always seems they they end up with three or four losses each year. Um, I think maybe last year they did a little bit better than that, but I don't know. I just I really like Mizzou in this game. They've they've surprised me. I know a few years ago I was on the Drinkwitz train. I jumped off that train. I think I might be back on it. I just like how this team plays. Complete heartbreaking loss. Kentucky, they're licking their wounds from last week. I think they're kind of, uh, I don't know, it's just, I already mentioned it. Like, they're not they're not a great team. I think Missouri is better. So, not much else to say about this one. Give me, a, give me Mizzou. Cuzzo, what do you think? I tend to agree. I hate to be like a creature of the moment because uh, a week ago I thought LSU or excuse me, Kentucky was uh, I guess I was the only one who thought that Georgia was going to beat their doors in, but I thought Kentucky was a, um, a better team. And now I don't Missouri, however, has over the weeks, um, maybe not last week, but they should have certainly beaten the six and a half point spread. But over the years, um, over the weeks, rather, uh, Missouri has, uh, has won me over. I think they're actually a really good team. I think they're better than on a different day. They could have been better than LSU. Um, they're definitely better than South Carolina. I think that's a, a huge loss. Uh, the Gators are going to face later this week. I'm definitely taking Missouri to beat Kentucky. I, I I don't really feel anything like their quarterback doesn't play great, and they're gonna have to score a tremendous amount of points this weekend, I, in my opinion, to beat Missouri. So it looks like. Uh, what about uh, Doctor Producer? Let's go ahead and sweep this one. So um, he's got the the Tigers, not the Cats. I also posted in the chat the all time percentages. Yeah, I saw that. I deleted it immediately. Oh, okay, sorry. I guess you don't like history? Cool. What was your degree in again? I'll take my call off air. Thank you. <laughs> click, click. So, so it's a sweep for Mizzou. I mean, Kentucky's probably going to kick their ass. Yeah, probably. Probably. So there are some uh, other big games. I'm going to run through them and we can talk about them as we wish. Uh, but because there's actually quite a few good games this weekend uh, outside of the SEC, you have Oregon, Washington. Ooh. You have USC, Notre Dame. Oh. You have Miami, North Carolina. Ooh, and Miami. UCLA, UCLA and Oregon State. So, what are your thoughts on that Miami, North Carolina game? So uh, something that I I read that was surprising, um, but then not when I saw and reflected on who their coach is, but they have yet to beat an ACC team at home in the Mario Cristobal era. But I mean, honestly, just unforgivable. I, I can't imagine I would lose my mind if I were a fan and or a player or, or whatever. It's just, and I found out that it happened in when he was at Oregon. Yep. And that he just never kneels. Is it like, like even games where they're up 40, he doesn't kneel. He always like runs because I guess it's like macho or something. I don't, I don't know. It's just, it boggles the mind that that could happen. Like who is not screaming at him? We got to take a knee. We got to take a knee. Um, yeah, 
and, and how he tried to explain it away after the game, it's like just admit he finally admitted it what a day or two later that he fucked up. But he was like, you know, he wasn't he wasn't budging that that was the right the right decision, you know, like dude, it's fucking like what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. It's just it's it like I said, it's insane. I mean it and hilarious because I hate Miami and not only that, the fact that they gave up two like 25, 30 yard passes in less than 20 seconds. That was to so blow beautiful. It. I mean, it was amazing. I, I, my only regret is I didn't see it live because, yeah. like I said earlier, I had passed out. But, uh, so but yeah. I saw it live. It was, yeah. it was so fantastic. I was actually flipping back and forth about games and I was looking for this game because I saw the score was tight and I didn't know the circumstances and I click over and I see the fumble. And, and frankly, you know, like even as a staunch Miami hater, I could have seen how like they could have possibly overruled this because it looked like his elbow was down before the ball was ripped out. But I mean, it was like one of those calls where you can't overturn it because it didn't look, you didn't see anything hundred percent conclusive. But what I'm referring to is Miami's player, you know, got the ball ripped out of him when they should have been kneeling on the ball. And then I had a friend of mine who I, you know, greatly respect his opinion, but he said, you know, as a player, maybe go down after the first contact, but that guy, that, thinking that's that. not the crystal ball way. You don't, yeah, like, you fight through those arm tackles. Yeah. It's like if, if, if one of his players goes down like that, maybe he doesn't see the field again. Like the shield, yeah. right. you know, I mean, and, and I, and listen, I understand university of Miami is a, is a very quality institution, but yeah. maybe this player isn't the, you know, isn't maybe he's not. What's the word I'm thinking of? Maybe football and moving the ball up and down the field is the most important thing to him. So, you know, he is like a robot. They give him the ball, run the ball, you know, run, run, run until you're, you know, on, laying on the ground, I guess. Um, but it, anyways, so then I'm just saying the feelings I felt when they over when they when they called it a fumble. And then I was like, well, you know, they've got a they've got a pretty far way to go, but long pass and then. The touchdown pass. Have you guys seen the replay? Yeah. Wide open. Just beautiful. And the guy had the, for some reason, slid into the end zone, like just after the end zone. I thought yeah. that was kind of silly. The the Georgia Tech guy. I think he was Actually, so shocked. He like fell down. <laughs> but I mean, they, they, they he, you know, it looked like his knees or legs didn't even go into the ground until he was well into the end zone, but they had to, they had to review it. But you know, I was just like, oh, my God, this is like, do you, do you guys remember a couple of years ago when Georgia Tech blocked a Florida State field goal and ran it back for a touchdown that won the game? Like Georgia Tech or Florida State yeah. was kicking like a 40 something Aguayo, yeah. who had like earlier in the year said that, you know, he didn't understand why uh, kickers couldn't make or the kickers he's seen didn't make tackles and that he'd be ready to get like a tackle in this. I, I remember, I think, I think, uh, little cousin Bailey was like still in still, still very, very young. And I remember it happened and I was jumping up and down, but silently screaming, you know, when you have a bit sleeping baby in the room. Right. Right. And Georgia right. tech has now basically done the, the same thing to the other team in Florida that I really, really hate. So it was, it was a wonderful little moment there. So maybe we can, you know, whatever, but it was great to see it live. I'm not like, rubbing it in but oh my god astounding sounds of the announcers like they couldn't believe it themselves because i i was like there has to be a reason he's not kneeling and then to find out that there was no reason he wasn't kneeling like no legitimate reason yeah unbelievable beautiful yeah what time's at washington i haven't seen washington play this year it's but, it's 3 uh, 30 okay it's 3 30 Yep, yeah, what's so, up with Washington? Like, is that are they like a really good team? They are. Yes, they're a very good team. Oh shit, seventh in the country. Holy yeah, God. they're good, man. Um, Penix has been playing out of his mind. So, um, 
I think it'll be a, a good game. I, but I honestly think Washington will probably win by a touchdown or two. I just think they you have just keep more, more underestimating horses. Bo Nix, man. Yeah, well, it's Oregon too. It's like the combination of just awfulness. So, and I heard Penn State's undefeated as well. They're they're, they're always under, they're always undefeated, and they'll lose to Michigan and Ohio State, and they won't be anything. Like, yeah, you know, it's That's that fine. it's it's Franklin, right? Like Franklin, great recruiter, big game, can't do it. So, big yeah. game, Cooper. Yeah. Did I mean, you see him destroy yeah. that uh, reporter who asked him the one of the dumbest questions ever? No, please, no. Please tell us. So, I mean, you got to watch it, but basically, it was like the reporter asked is about McCarthy. He's, I guess, McCarthy doesn't complete enough deep balls or something, and so he's like, "You ever just like uh, just think about calling a play for for him to just you know just throw it deep." And Franklin's like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, you know, just, just like throw it deep, regardless of what the coverage is. And he's like, no, he's not, that's not what we do. It's, we're not just going to tell a guy to throw it to a certain spot, no matter what. And the guy, I, you could tell what the guy was trying to maybe say, but it was like, he didn't do a good job. And, and Franklin just kind of like, killed him <laughs> it's like he's you like you're, he's like your question makes my skin crawl or something like that yeah <laughs> curling my skin just chuck it deep he's like what do you mean i, I don't i don't even understand yeah it, it was pretty funny i still don't know how notre dame's ranked i mean i guess they lost to two good teams right so maybe that's why yeah i don't know man i i, I can't I, I haven't been too impressed with their coach. I mean, no. supposedly he's a good recruiter and all that, but. No, my God, that sounds familiar. Yeah. I don't know. And they, they won the offseason by landing. What's his name? The quarterback from Wake. Hartman. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, they'll probably lose again to USC. Then again, you, I mean, USC has zero fucking defense. Zero. Did y'all watch any of that game? I didn't know. No, I was asleep. Did you see, uh, I guess it's supposed to rain in South Bend. So USC had like guys on their practice field with like uh, not quite pressure, like light pressure washer type deals, misting guys. It was pretty funny looking. (laughs) How is it that Lincoln Riley can't figure out like getting a good defense together? I know. I mean, dude, just, just pay the money for an outstanding defensive coordinator who can recruit and like you're, yeah. you're going to be unstoppable. Just have, have a mediocre defense and you'll be unstoppable. Yeah. Also, how good was that Oklahoma Texas game? man? Oh man. That was a oh great game. Hard hitting. Yeah. Just, and I've forgotten that their the Oklahoma's quarterback was formerly at UCF. Right. Yeah. Yep. Dylan Gabriel. That guy was just running all over the field. Yeah. So no, that was a that was a great game. Um, I I actually think Texas probably should have won and won by a couple scores, but Ewers didn't play great. Yeah, yeah. Oklahoma got a couple turn close turnovers, right? And yeah. like one in the end zone, I think. Yeah. So I don't really yeah. love Ewers. So no, I don't either. I saw That's him fine. going to the Bucks in another mock. Yikes. You gotta stay off the mocks. Just let him let him bake. <laughs> yeah. Let him bake. Well, that'll do it for the Bourbon Boys podcast. I want to thank our sponsor, Pandemic Sauce Company. That's pandemicsaucecompany.com. Enter code Bourbon Boys at checkout. Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, and follow and share this episode with your friends on all platforms. Any last thoughts, fellas? Uh, I hope the Wi-Fi on my flight to Vegas is good because there's going to be a lot of games I need to watch. So, go yeah, Gators! I'm uh, I'm, uh, I'm into this book, Tampa Triangle. Go get it. Um, it's fantastic. I'm on chapter four. Uh, it's called the what the fuck is it called? Something Carpet Circles. So it's explaining in three paragraphs about a drunk old lady who finds carpet circles on her condo carpet. Mm. check it out go get dr producer 
No, nothing. Nothing to say. Well, I'll I'm be happy uh, to be here. Oh, I'll be listening. Once again, I'll be listening to this game on the radio. I'm uh, taking the fam to Legoland because, frankly, I'm a fan of that place. So for malt liquor, Gus, our producer, Dr. Riffick, I am Cousin Bailey saying go Gators and go get drunk.